16-bit chip tunes that set the scene for 40-hour epics. Music that perfectly complements some of the best level design in the business. Today on Octal FM, we talk about different creative uses of music in video games. Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And today we're going to discuss, and again it's a discussion episode, it seems to be what we're good at. Mm. Um, or at least what, we, what we do all the time. <laughs> well, it makes it, it, it just something a bit more interesting yeah. than like a list episode. And plus it's more useful for a discussion based uh, kind of topic podcast topic, isn't it? Mm. Um, easier to do on uh, audio than it is video, in my opinion. Mm, anyway. Very true. We're going to discuss music in video games but more specifically in this episode at least anyway we're going to discuss the use of music in games to kind of uh, accentuate the experience yeah so this isn't necessarily like oh our favorite pieces of music we'll get onto that episode another time mm-hmm. this is more where games have used music to do something interesting or powerful or unique something that really pushes what the game is rather than just enjoying a piece of music yeah exactly it's like some something where you know it's doing something maybe a little bit different to other games of its time or it's doing something that you know to us just like stands out in our minds you know when when we were discussing this and we were like let's talk about you know interesting uses of music in in video games it's actually in some ways it's almost although it is about music it also is in some ways just more about sound as well in general Mm -hmm. rather than music specifically and i think your first one is probably the most closest to that isn't it yeah exactly because when when we were talking about this and i was having a think about it i think the first thing that came to mind was the the combat music in wind waker not any specific piece of it but more just the fact that wind waker was really one early example and it's become a lot more common, but it's an, it was a very early example of music that's kind of being composed in real time by the game in the mm. sense that the things that you're doing in the game affects the music and affects sort of which bits play and how they play and like, it like adds extra bits to it. And the main example that sticks out for me is that when you're in combat with certain enemies, there are like these musical punches or little riffs that emphasize when you hit something and yeah there was also a lot of visual cues that accompanied that in that they also had um it's when like the sword would glow a yeah. certain color to to indicate you could maybe do like a, a riposte yeah um and you'd get hit and then you'd hear like a clashing sound rather than like your, the nice kind of like violin strum exactly which would be when you hit them yeah exactly and the game also did this thing where it would like pause a little bit like there was this kind of like moment in the game where everything would kind of stop and then start again to sort of emphasize Mm. that you're hitting the the enemy to really sort of make it make it feel like it has way more impact it's quite subtle but and it's not actually throughout the whole game it's not used as much in the boss fights although the boss fights does have sort of varying different bits of music depending on which phase of a boss fight you're in 
I think for that, it's because they'd wanted to maybe maybe craft the music for each boss fight mm. specifically. Yeah. But and, and that's great because the music in Zelda is fantastic, particularly Wind Waker again, and, and that would certainly make the list of like most enjoyable music. Mm. But it, it's this kind of like creative use of music for combat which we're most interested in here. And it's really kind of unique. Like again, it was a, it was one of the first ones to kind of do that kind of music changing while you're playing. But it's still I think it's still quite unique to the Zelda series as a whole. Like, mm. I mean, unless um, Breath of the Wild's done something similar. I don't know. No, Breath of the Wild is, is actually the music takes much more of a backseat and it's much yeah. more incidental, a, a little bit more like something like Skyrim. Yeah, which and I just think Wind Waker is really unique in that sense, mm. and it all kind of melds into like one seamless kind of combat experience rather mm. than just you're doing the combat and there's some music playing in the background. Yeah, agreed. And it is the punches are very important, like to when you make a strike or when you make a dodge or when you do like a, a kind of a special repost mm. attack. But the music as well kind of fades in really nicely mm. too, and fades out quite su- uh, subtly as well. Like yeah. you kind of almost don't notice the change in music unless you're really out of your way listening to it, yeah. listening for it. Sorry, exactly. And I think also from a technical point of view, what's really interesting is that Wind Waker, despite being a GameCube game where they could have used proper orchestral pieces wind waker is still synthesized um like midi music Hmm. and part of the reason i think i don't have a source for this but off the top of my head but i think the reason why they did that was so that they could blend it together because you can't control it more yeah because you can't really do that as well with orchestral pieces because they're 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 a lot richer but with something like a you know a midi track you can you can control the instruments in and out specifically you know you can make changes dynamic changes to the music in real time while the game is being played which is a lot harder to do with um with full-on orchestral pieces especially yeah. for something like the game it doesn't have to be just a pre-recorded track that you press play on exactly it can be something the game is kind of producing exactly as you go. exactly that's a really good way of describing it actually um which is really unique trust nintendo and specifically like the zelda's like music team is it uh what's his name is it koji kondo mm. trust them to kind of come up with this really unique way of doing such a unique game yeah. as well like Definitely a highlight to, to Wind Waker, among many other highlights for the game. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, music has always been a big part of all the Zelda games. You know, not only are there instruments in the games uh, as well, but, you know, they've always, you know, thought a lot about the music in the games. And that's just, a, I just, that stood out to me as a really great example of, you know, creative use of music and, and sound. Yeah, definitely. And it, it helps set the tone of each scene that you're in as well very nicely. Uh, not just the combat music, but all parts of the music as well. As does the next game that we want to talk about as well, which is Terror's Theme from Final Fantasy VI. So the music's used throughout the game quite a few times, and it's kind of like one of the more central themes to the game as a whole. But I'm specifically talking about the use of the music during the opening title scene. So you press start in the game and all the opening credits are rolling. So who's created the game, which is quite interesting for a Nintendo six, sorry, for a Super Nintendo game Mm. that it's almost like a movie experience you know it's something that's really vastly crafted and that's definitely what they're trying to get across with this Mm. entire scene in the sense that this is not a a dinky little game that you're going to play for Mm. five hours and that'll be the end of it this is going to be an adventure a big epic adventure 
I think that they probably thought, you know, we, that's something that you've got to emphasize right from the start because you're in the 16-bit era where that was mm. not typical, right? I know no. that there had obviously been Final Fantasy games before Final Fantasy VI, but, you know, that was... Strangely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funnily enough, there were, uh, there were five others. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, you still need to really like give that impression early on and so some impactful yeah. music you know and showing the credits at the starts like what a you know what a what an interesting thing to do it was very unique and I, I i can't think of another game that did something similar to it like certain games had like really kind of impactful opening sequences mm. but this one to me just stands out because it's so different too mm. like it's not action-packed at all like the scene opens with just slow rolling snowfields and the the mechanized walkers walking away from the screen using the the famous mode 7 of the super nintendo oh yeah and the music are oh, if you, you can listen to it at any point and it's just so subtle but so powerful at the same time mm. It was composed by the legendary Nobuo Uematsu, uh, who's created almost all of the Final Fantasy music mm-hmm. um, over you know the past like fifteen main games and all the other kind of spin-offs too. And he's he's created some genuine masterpieces, but in my honest opinion, this is probably his greatest work. And the fact that they've created such a emotional and impactful piece of music with just sixteen bit technology. Like, you've got to imagine, like, the, these cartridges are tiny, aren't mm. they? Like, and they've managed to craft this this amazingly evocative piece of music in such a small amount of data. It, it genuinely blows my mind. Mm. The game itself it is full of really amazing pieces of music, and you could probably have an entire episode dedicated to the different tracks from Final <laughs> Fantasy VI. But just Terra's theme really, it flows so perfectly, and it sets the tone of the game um, so lovely, and... It's a kind of a piece of music that I can listen to at any time in the future, mm-hmm. and I'm instantly drawn back to that very first time that I sat down, I turned the game mm-hmm. on, and I started playing, and was just like enveloped by this world that was now beginning to unfold in front of me. Mm. And that's one of the things actually about video game music as well, is that like all music, you know, it can really take you back to a particular time, you know, if it's in the case of an older piece of music like this, where it takes you back to when you first played that game, mm. you know, or it takes, you can you can see the visuals of the game, yeah, you know, you when can. you've got memorable music that really stands out. And obviously that's primarily just a sort of nostalgia thing but also it just shows how much of a part of of these games the music is it's not about looking at screenshots evoking the memories it's about listening to the music and going oh yeah i remember this you know i remember what i was doing and things like that i mean sound is so important to like the memory Mm. of your your human brain isn't it like it it's amazing how much just a sound can bring back Mm. like a like a smell can bring back a lot as well Mm. um and Yes, you can see it. You could watch this this opening without the music, and you go, "Oh, I remember that." But it's almost more impactful when you just hear the music mm. and not the visuals. Mm. And something like this is, is the epitome of that feeling to me when I hear it. Mm. I mean, I'm listening to it right now, and I can just see it. <laughs> um, and it just reminds me of the whole experience I had too. Um, so yeah, I, I won't keep gushing. Um, <laughs> Terra's theme in Final Fantasy VI is just a great use of music to open a game to say, this is what you're going to get. This is what you should expect from the rest of this experience. Mm. And actually on the subject of a short snippet of sounds reminding you about something, you're, one of the other tracks that you mentioned that we have here 
you were like, now I'm going to play this to you and I'm not going to tell you what it is mm. <laughs> and I'm just going to start playing it. And you only had to play the first snippet of it. And like what maybe was, two seconds? Um, yeah, to about two seconds of it. And what's funny is that at first I couldn't remember what game it was from, but I could remember the feelings that it evokes. Mm. Like I was like, I, re- I remember this. I remember what it felt like when I was playing the game and, you know, I was, I was, I was in the situation of this bit of the game. And that is, and it's a really, really good one as well. Like a really good standout sort of piece of music. And, an, and it's not necessarily what you'd expect, you know, when we've talked about things like Wind Waker and Final Fantasy VI and stuff like that. But that was a track from Half-Life 2, right? Called CP violation. Yeah. And this one for me is a brilliant way of getting you in the mood the game wants you to be in. Like cuz so so Wind Waker is really useful in the fact that it, it can emphasize that punchiness in combat and it kind of fades in and out really nicely in such a seamless way and Terra's theme kind of sets you up for an experience you're about to have but CP violation it, oh man it it gets you pumped mm. like it, it the game knows what it wants to do now like it knows that it's moving from a slightly slower more puzzle based element of the game into a very aggressive action based almost oppressive part of the game mm. and the music is perfect for that like it slowly grows like mm. it's quite quiet at first when you're actually playing it in the game itself rather than just listening to the music on like a, an mp3 it grows quite slowly in the background and maybe you don't notice it quite at first because you know you're busy doing something in the game and then you start noticing kind of like the, the heavy bass of it because mm. it's very bassy and you start noticing kind of the synth noises playing and then it, it's also quite repetitive as well which is yes. kind of what you're doing you're repet- you're repeating the same actions of you're fighting for your life you're running away you can't win these fights you're having to run and it it's just it really gets you in the mood mm, doesn't it definitely i mean it's definitely it's definitely from an era and it's very it's definitely very soundtracky it's not you know yes. it, as in um that's not what I, I, I guess you know what no, I mean. No, you are right. No, I think you're right. It's not like a piece of a music piece. Exactly. You could say like Terra's theme, like we would just say that is a piece of music. Mm. This was created for the game, and that was it. Like it wasn't. It's not a piece of music you necessarily just sit down and listen yeah. to on your on a soundtrack. It is just part of the game's music, exactly. and that would just be bundled with the rest of it. But this one particularly, I mean, Half-Life 2 has some wonderful um, music anyway. Mm. Uh, we were talking about like all the different kind of tracks that it has. Just this one really stands out for me. Uh, and, and it encapsulates the scene it's part of as well. Yes. Um, and it really gives you that kind of like oppressive feeling of the environment mm. that you're in. And, oh. Yeah, because I guess we should give some background of, of where, you know, for people who haven't played Half-Life 2, you know, the situation that you're in when this music is playing, like it is a, is it a chase scene or is it where you're you're trying to avoid something? I can't. Yeah, so it's when you're in the kind of like the sewer slash like old train network of City 17 mm. and you're trying to escape to get to um, the resistance like headquarters. That's it. And it's quite early on and you've yes. just kind of like gotten out of like one situation mm. and you've been doing a few kind of like you know more quiet puzzle elements of the game and then you kind of get found out mm. and you're having to kind of fight your way through like it's all part of the experience it's all crafted it yes. has to happen yes but again that's all that's a good thing because the music is timed so perfectly as a result of that the mm. game knows what's going to happen when it's going to yeah happen, exactly it plays at the right time and actually that brings up a really interesting point because half-life and half-life 2 and sort of valve in general 
it was so known for its impeccable level design and its pacing and the fact that it feels natural, but they've actually given so much thought to what's going on around you that they are crafting the route that you're taking and the things that you look at and the pace that you're taking. And the music is a part of that. Like that's absolutely part of their level design is the way that they use music to maybe speed you up or slow you down, you know, or, or make you feel more cautious or like this, for example, makes you feel like you want to be moving through the level you yes. know you're not looking it at how is you to get going especially after a fairly slow section yeah. of that puzzle section exactly because i mean maybe some players will be like well no this is just a puzzle i'll figure it out but the game's like no move run mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and it does that too and they do that in a lot of games as well yes. like uh, the sound design for portal is phenomenal yeah. yeah like not and that's not necessarily about the music though that's more about the sound cues and mm. the uh, the effects like everything really works or like it, it, it all has a purpose, doesn't mm. it? And I guess in a way, so does this piece of music. Yeah. What do you call that? Like the, when it's not the music, but it's the sounds in general, there's a, there's a term for sort of, is it the sound? I don't know. It's like the special, it's like the sound effects, but there's like a term yeah. that people use to describe that sort of design, like the sound design, because I know that people say that a lot about Elite Dangerous as well, mm, where Elite yes. Dangerous doesn't really have much in the way of music. It has, you know, maybe two or three sort of incidental pieces in the background. But it has loads of good special um, sound effects of like the engine noises and then the weapon noises yeah. and stuff like that. Like they've done that and really, it all really adds well. The experience and when you've experienced that quite a few times over and over, a bit of a tangent here. Mm. You don't even need to see what's happened. You can just hear what's happened, yeah. and you you now attribute that. Oh, I know I'm getting shot, or I know I'm overheating, or you know, and. I mean, Portal does this really well, actually, as well. Mm. Go back to to kind of like to Valve. You know when your portal's open successfully from the the sound, and you know when the portal hasn't been able to open because you fired it against like an invalid surface because they do very distinct sounds. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you can't quite work out what's going on, but the sound tells you what's going on better than almost the visuals could. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, going back to Half-Life 2 a little bit, that, that particular track, how, you know, they are making you move at a certain pace through the area that you're in by sort of changing whether it's a fast-paced track or a slow-paced track. Another thing that just makes you move fast all the time <laughs> through through the use of the music is the recent, a couple of the recent Rayman games. So Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins. Did they both have Origins, music? I think Did is. they both have music tracks? Um, I'm not sure about Origins. I know Legends Legends did, definitely did. Maybe it was I just played. Legends. Maybe there was one in Origins. I'm sure that there was... Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it was definitely Rayman Legends. And in that, it's a, it's a 2D platformer, and there's lots of ordinary levels. Um, and it has great, you know, design, great music, great you know, yeah, visuals does, yeah. and all of that kind of thing. They're, they're really, really good games. Um, Rayman Legends is a great game. But interspersed in the ordinary sort of platforming, Rayman platforming levels, there are musical levels. And in those particular levels, they're kind of like um, not endless runners, but they're like just like left to right. Like it's like you yeah. can't stop. You've got like a wall of fire or something, um, you know, chasing sort of you chasing you. you to force you to go forwards. And what that does is that forces you to go through the level at a certain pace. Yeah, and you so, have to. Yeah, and so what they then do is they craft the levels in terms of when you jump, when you run, when you attack things, when you bounce on things. 
and it matches the music like all it like precisely matches the music um and it's just such a clever use of you know music to I, I don't even know because those levels themselves without the music wouldn't be super exciting like they would be because you're being chased by something so it would be quite frantic but at the same time it just wouldn't really be the same without the music adding to the visuals of the level that you're going through and also it actually helps you get through the level because you the music is um is it all covers of popular music I think I feel like it is, yeah. Like all the ones that that are played, like there's uh, there's one that covers uh, Black Betty. Mm. There's one that covers the like a, a Mariachi song. Mm. I'm, I'm sure it's got a title, but I don't know the name of it. There's the there's this one, the uh, the glue glue level. Yeah, like they're all kind of like known pieces of music that they've sort of remixed. Yeah, there's a there's an Eye of the Tiger one as well. I think which is sort of like yes, a, there is, like yeah. a um, Spanish guitar-y, um Eye of the Tiger one. And yes. Yeah, and so as a result, you kind of like you know what to expect, and as a result, that changes the way that you play because you jump in time and you attack in time, and so you actually get through the level perhaps easier as a result. They yeah. are quite challenging levels, but you still get through them easier because of the music. Yeah, if you just kind of let yourself go with the flow exactly. of it, like it's all about the flow and the beat of the music. Because like each beat might represent either a jump or an attack that you make. Mm. And sometimes when the game's kind of like trying to encourage you to maybe not do anything and let the the game kind of it's like those Mario um, Auto Run games. Yes, each kind of thing that happens, sometimes you just let it happen, and the game does it for you to the music. Mm. Um, whereas like some bits, you're gonna need to run and jump yourself. Um, it's really clever like you can tell someone spent a lot of time sat there getting the level design just right so that the Rayman or whoever you're playing as is funneled down the right path Mm. but but still making it feel like you have agency yeah exactly that and it makes you feel so great because you've like you're just getting it in time it's so rewarding yeah it's really really good it's really good yeah at the end of it you're just like that was awesome yeah you know, you feel really accomplished despite the fact that you were kind of funneled down it. Yeah. But you you, you look for, like, they're, they're the levels that you want to replay. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Like, you can replay any levels and get all the things and everything, but you, you're like, oh, can I replay that? That was so cool. And and that's kind of a perfect use of music to create such a unique experience. Mm, like, mm. because you could do exactly the same thing without music or even with just, like, really kind of basic, like, beats yes. rather than actual pieces of music. But the music makes it all the more memorable. Mm. Like, everything about that, those levels is because of the music, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So, unlike the games we've already talked about so far, where they've used it to either set the tone or to kind of, like, make you feel something or to kind of, like, emphasise something about the, the game itself, this is almost creating the level. The music makes the level. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And actually, if you... I'll add some links into the show notes uh, to some YouTube videos of the the music levels because... The music on its own is kind of because it's quite quirky and it's sort of a little bit fun because it's quite a quirky and fun game. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really have as much impact, but when you watch it, or more importantly, if you play it, that's when you really feel the impact of that music. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely, definitely something where the music doesn't really stand out on its own. Like it is great, high quality music, um, and it's recorded really well and it sounds really great. But it it has to be experienced, you know, rather than just listened to. Yeah, 100%. Another game that actually you can experience the music on its own because it is very, very musical, like traditionally musical. And that is the game Transistor, which is by, I think, Supergiant Games. Supergiant Games. 
an indie game and actually that makes it the first indie game here on our list i guess the later rayman games were kind of indie feeling but they definitely yes. weren't um they just sort of had that vibe because they were download games and stuff like that um but transistor and bastion are, are most definitely uh, indie games and but specifically yeah, specifically transistor the second game that supergiant games made um it's a it's a I don't know how you would describe it. It's a story game. There's a lot of puzzles. There's some combat. I'd say it's like a, it's an action RPG. Yeah, isn't it? like almost in the, the vein of like the old um, like Chrono Trigger. Yeah, uh, and kind of like uh, the Grandia game. Like I mean, it's not quite like those, but it has mm. like that kind of similar kind of top-down isometric feel. Yes, things. it's very top. It's it's definitely top-down and isometric. It's got their very typical art style. It's it's not super long. It's quite short. It's very much telling a story. And part of the way that it tells its story is through its music, because in the in the game you are a you play a female character who is a singer. If I recall this completely correctly, it was a while ago since yeah, I yeah. played it. And so, and the, the music actually has vocals, and not just sort of background vocals, but proper. You know, someone is actually singing some lyrics, and someone has written that song, and it's being played out like a song with lyrics and that's quite unusual for a video game to have yeah they're either using music like background music like all mm. the games we talked about so far really or they're using an actual kind of song with lyrics but they're using it as like an opening or, yes. or a closing kind of part of the game very rarely is it part of the actual game itself. Mm. Yeah, in particular, I was I was thinking about this before, and um, Japanese RPGs are often use you know a piece of music for yes. their intro or the credits, or maybe a cutscene at, at most. Yes, you might have a cutscene with some, but the vocals tend to be mixed in such a way that they are very in the backgrounds. They're not sort of at the front of the mix of the song, mm -hmm. and I think that that's what really makes it stand out in my mind you know that's very unusual and actually the lyrics and the titles of the songs match the what's happening in the game and in the story And that's really cool as well. You know, you're adding, yeah. you're basically using the lyrics of, of the songs as part of the narrative, which is really, really cool. And it's very cool and very clever. Yeah. And you can actually also listen to the music is, it's quite, um, not poppy, but it's quite, you know, you can listen to it on its own, but actually it works best when you listen to it when you're playing the game as well. Yeah. It gets you in the right kind of mood mm. for those that music, and like you say as well, the lyrics actually have a kind of a place within the game itself. Mm. Um, and it, it's so unique because the game has essentially been created with the idea in mind that the music is going to be a center yes. center stage. Like they've not tacked this on. Like the sound designer didn't just get a little bit too kind of adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> 
this is intended from the get-go, and this is like uh, both the company and obviously the, the person in charge of all the sound within the game you know, sat down from the very beginning and said, right, we're going to work this in. Because I think mm. the game is about a singer as well, yeah, like partially. Exactly. So they've taken this idea of using music as a, kind of a narrative tool and ran with it. Yeah, exactly. I think it was composed by, it was all composed by one guy and the vocals are all by one woman. It was Darren Corb who composed it and the vocals are by a lady called Ashley Barrett. Uh, some of the music won awards if not it was definitely nominated for some awards and the music in Transistor is actually the only video game music that is in my Spotify uh, like starred music like all of the like things that I you know music that I just kind of like and I'm like this stands out to me and I want to I want to star it so I can come back to it randomly you know just a huge collection of random bits Mm -hmm. and pieces and there's a couple of Transistor tracks that are in there and uh, you know I listen to them just on their own because they are they stand on their own just about as songs. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because in many ways they're, they're almost the most traditional type of music on our entire list. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in the, that you could just listen to it on the radio. Yeah, no problem. Exactly. And you would believe that it was just a song that mm. was just being played on the radio. But it's one of those where, like, the sum of everything is greater than its parts. Mm. Uh, in the when you couple it with the game and the story and the character, mm. everything becomes so much more, and it's really a very unique experience. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I definitely re- Transistor is not a long game, so just in general, actually, it's I, I really recommend it as a game to play. Um, it is it's very I, beautiful as well. Yeah, it is. The art style is great. I mean, I don't know if Supergiant are making any more games, but they definitely should. <laughs> Absolutely. Like the two games they've made that I'm aware of, like you've said already, uh, but they're both very beautiful yeah. uh, and quite unique as well. Both of them are mm. different for more interesting games. Definitely. Um, so going from Transistor, which is kind of more of a, a lesser known indie game, to maybe something which is incredibly well known, like it's a huge kind of big uh, series spanning game, and that is Metal Gear Solid 4. Mm. Now, this is not the best Metal Gear Solid game in the series by any means, Mm. but you can't say Metal Gear Solid without talking about its music. It's incredibly uh, synonymous with some very powerful pieces of music. The main theme itself, all the different encounter musics, etc. But what I want to talk about specifically in Metal Gear Solid 4 is the main boss fight at the end of the game, which I won't really go into too much spoilers about, but it uses multiple tracks throughout the game's series history. So obviously now I know Metal Gear Solid V's out and that kind of did some other things with cool music as well. But at this point, you've had the four main games and the end fight transitions between each one. So the fight begins with the encounter music from Metal Gear Solid 1 where like when you know, you've been found out by the enemy and you're fighting usually. Uh, and that's quite iconic. Like Most people would know that music if you listen to it. Mm. As the fight goes on, and that's quite a... Uh, it's kind of sudden. It's like, oh my god, I'm in danger. I've got to keep fighting. Like, I've got to keep going. And it gr- it's kind of a growing sense of kind of uh, excitement, but also danger, which is what this fight is supposed to be representing. And then it transitions into the tanker instant music from Metal Gear Solid 2, which is a little bit more kind of subdued, but equally is like kind of fast-paced in some ways. Mm. But it's not quite as like urgent. It's like, now we're into the fight. We're starting to roll with the punches now. Like, this is how we're going to be doing things. And then after that, it transitions into the Snake Eater music from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, but specifically the instrumental music rather than the song because it's, it's like a, a lyrical song. 
which is like very grand and very kind of like over the top like the fight is kind of beginning to reach its climax and like you know things are getting kind of like really serious and desperate and you know both of them are like really going at it like with all their strength and might now and then it kind of starts to end and it goes into the old snake theme which is from this game particularly metal gear solid 4 and both combatants are kind of the worn out they're 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 bruised and battered and you can see this from their fighting style as well and it's a very slow methodical piece of music kind of like very soft piano uh, and kind of percussion instruments kind of in the background mm. but it, each piece kind of like kind of goes into each other but it's really not just the music that, that does this it's, it's the fight scene itself and mm. each kind of individual bit changes the style of the fight they changes the way the uh, the two combatants kind of go at each other it changes the ui to match each game as well so the whole instant is kind of like taking you through the history of metal gear mm. which is what the fight's all about as well it's go- going through the beginning to the end of like this massive story so it's almost you know going back to what we were saying before about how you know music evokes memories you know part mm. of it is that that's what they're sort of playing on in a sense in that they're using cues audio cues from earlier games to sort of remind you about those earlier games and also yeah, set the tone for and and, and sort of you know they're picking particular ones from those games that match the pace of the of the fight scene and what's going on as well so it's that sort of combination of things it's so not fair that i can only talk about these few tracks um, (laughs) for this piece because the music is so important in all metal gear games Mm. and uh, I, I would do an entire episode of, of, uh, of our podcast just talking about the different uses of the music within each game. <laughs> Feels like we might need um, a, uh, an Octal FM music. Music, exactly. yeah. <laughs> music. Like, I mean, this is certainly something that I certainly feel passionate about, mm. and I think uh, you do as well. Mm. Uh, and you even you even have more of a musical background than I do as well. <laughs> but the music is is so powerful, and it, it just we kind of go back to the beginning in the sense that it sets the tone and the mood. And it's very final as well. Like you've gone through a wonderful transition here from the beginning to the end. And now it really does feel at the end, especially as the last piece of music plays in this transition too. Mm. Everything's coming to a close and you can feel that as well in the finality of the music. Mm. Yeah, like you can go and watch it, but it's nowhere near as impactful if you just watch it. Like if you can play it and you love the game and you love the series, each track, like you said, means something to you. And it takes you through a wonderful journey, which I think is kind of what the game does best in this instance, where it's taking you on that journey through through almost your experiences with the game, mm. as well as the, the character's experiences too, in a way that only music could do. Yeah, and I think that that's a big part of all of the music that we've talked about here, is that you tend to play games for a long period of time. You know, it's not like a film where it's a couple of hours. It's, you know, maybe tens, maybe even hundreds of hours. And the music needs to work with all of that time that you're with that game. You know, a lot of, particularly the earlier games, like when we're talking about Final Fantasy VI and stuff like that, you know, none of those songs are, you know, and those tracks are going to be very long because you're limited by by the hardware that's available. So a lot of this music loops, you know, and you will hear it hundreds of times. And so there's this really difficult balance where they've got to match up with music that 
is going to be heard a lot and is therefore needs to not be too repetitive, but also needs to work in that scenario, but also still needs to be impactful and isn't just, you know, very incidental, very background music that sort of fades in and out. Not that that's a bad thing, but there are a lot of games that that's part, that's what the, how the music works. It's just kind of mm. fades in and fades out a little bit, a bit like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, as yeah, I was saying, yeah. you know, that just sort of has little musical motifs if you like that play during different parts of the game and they're just sort of adding to the atmosphere it's more like atmospheric Mm -hmm. music rather than yeah definitely you know the things that we've talked about here maybe except half-life 2 the example of half-life 2 which i guess is mostly atmospheric yeah but i think that video game music has a lot of has a lot of responsibility to yeah to to fulfill um, in order to be effective and 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 work well in a game and i think games would be so much less if some very 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 talented people didn't lend their craft Mm. to this media and it's certainly i mean you've seen the fact that it's such an important part of the the media as well with things like video games live yes you know and soundtracks being recorded like by you know entire orchestras yeah i went we went to the uh the zelda symphony Exactly. And, and, you know, and that's just, you're just, you know, sitting and listening to Zelda music, you know, medleys of Zelda music being played and they used visuals from the games, um, you know, mm. being projected to remind you of, of the particular games and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I'm really grateful for the work that they could put into the music and sound design of all these games. And in this instance, obviously, this is because the games benefit in some way from the music and use it to their advantage. But there's plenty of other games that do this too. Mm. And if you know of any, because, I mean, we had to cut a few things that yeah, we wanted to talk we about. Maybe we'll talk about it in another episode. Then let us know. Like, let us know a game that's really affected you mm. or the music that's particularly made you think this game is really good because of its music or it did something really interesting. Let us know. Maybe you agree with some of the things we've said. Um, uh, or you've got some like other pieces of music mm. that you think do something completely different that we haven't talked about. Yeah, I think we'll definitely talk about uh, music in video games more uh, in in further episodes. We talked a, a little bit about um, how we'd like to discuss just music that we think is good, like music in video games, where we're like, that's just cool music. Um, that's just good music, you know, rather yeah. than it's you, it's it's being used for a particular purpose or in a creative way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let us know. You may remind us of things where we're like, yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. We're definitely going to mention that. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can definitely. you can tweet us. We're at OctalFM on Twitter, and you can email us. Um, we're show at octal.fm. And actually, do we? Do we, I think we should ha- mention a, a quick uh, shout out to our friends Proen, who actually kind mm-hmm. of suggested this ep- this yeah, episode and, and suggested you know that we talk a little bit about video game music. Um, so thank you, definitely. thank you for listening and for giving us long, a long time listener as well. Yeah, just, absolutely. Um, um, very old school. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, go back and listen to our previous episodes um on octal.fm that's the website um what what is interesting to li- to listen to as in you know what other episodes of the, have we done that are interesting to listen to in the context of music um uh, that's a really good question actually i don't know i don't, I don't um, really know if we've really talked about anything in particular um not really i guess i guess we sort of touched on music in our elder scroll episode because mm. um, both games had very powerful impactful yes, music i guess that's true but I get it wasn't certainly wasn't a main theme no um, of the episode, but I mean this episode has really made me realise how much I appreciate 
music within games mm. and it's something that we're definitely going to be discussing more in the future so if we've released another episode um after this one like episode 16 onwards please make sure you listen to that yes that <laughs> exactly go and look at the archive in the future <laughs> and there will probably be some good music episodes <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay uh i've been gelada and i've been Sefran. And I hope you've enjoyed a more unique experience of Octal FM with uh, with our discussion over some music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let us know how you felt about that too. Yeah, hope definitely. You enjoyed it. Yeah. Catch you again for another episode soon. Mm. God. Were you recording, That's... by the way? Because I don't remember you starting recording. Oh, I was recording. Okay, good. <laughs> Oh no, I wasn't. Oh shit. No. no, no. <laughs>like you might just be listening to this music yeah i, I was actually <laughs> I must admit um and so transitioning hence the the transistor oh, the, oh, the, uh, that's, oh. oh no, that's just bad it, i was trying to make a cool pun but it didn't really work um you know this is going to be the, the second re- no the third we record um So going from a fairly kind of low-end indie game, uh, by low-end I mean like, you know, let me be lesser known, I don't mean the fact that it's bad, but that was really bad, I'm going to re-record that. Um, It sounds like I'm saying transistor shit. Going from a shit game to a less shit game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do 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 do